0: <laughs> welcome back to Talking Point. It's uh, 18 minutes after 7. And uh, next up, we are looking at uh, Palestine with our Focus on Palestine program. And tonight, we have joining us online uh, Maulana Abdul Khalik Ali. Maulana assalamu alaikum, and welcome to the program. <laughs> Moulna, obviously uh, as uh, is customary as is usual on a Tuesday evening We focus on Palestine, we focus on particularly the precincts of Mashad al-Aqsa And the events that have unfolded throughout the years and throughout uh, the ages Around this sacred uh, p- piece of land uh, Once again, tonight, what, what will we be speaking about, inshallah?
1: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim <laughs> First and foremost, I'd like to apologize on behalf of Muhammad and Sheikh Ishaf Ali. And uh, in our focuses here this evening, we would like to speak post-Mi'raj. We all know approximately uh, more than uh, 10 days ago, we all uh, upheld this very significant day of al-Isra and Mi'raj, and the significance of Masjid al-Aqsa, Rayt al and this entire journey of Adil Abbas Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa <laughs> we could be able to highlight some of those eternal uh, lessons from al-Israni Mi'araj and some aspects relating to the continuous onslaught of Raith al And just uh, to give our listeners a little bit of uh, an overview of the statistics over the years of how Zionist occupation had uh, uh, had violated the rights of Minister al-Aqsa Mubarak um, and then, uh, towards the end, I would like to make uh, this uh, a, an announcement on behalf of the Muslim Judicial Council on uh, some of the programs that we have uh, planned for the coming week, inshallah.
0: Inshallah. Well, may I proceed?
1: Yes, bismillahirrahmanirrahim. alhamdulillahir rabbil alameen. Wassalatu wassalatu ala ala ashraq al-mursaleen, sayyidina wa wa habibina wa muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wasallam. sallam amma ba Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to all our listeners. Uh, indeed, we are in a very blessed month of uh, Sha'adan. Sha'adan is the eighth month of the Islamic lunar calendar and it is the month that precedes the month of Ramadan. The significance of the month of Sha'adan is clearly been articulated for us in the teachings of our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and uh, indeed it is reported that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has kept fast he used to pour in the month of Shaaban more than any other month of the year besides obviously the month of Ramadan and it was in all a preparation for the significance of the month it is in significance of the night of Laylatul Baraa. It is all in preparation for the month of Ramadan, that lies ahead. And also, more so it has got to do with the spiritual preparation, the connectivity, being connected with Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala in the highest form of ibadat and worship. Now, if we can recall that our beloved Nabi alayhi salatu was in the month of Rajab, and rightfully so, Many of the historians say the exact date of the night of Laylatul Isra wa Mi'araj is not determined. And whilst the historians have made research, they have come up with the most probable date as the 27th of Rajab. The fact of the matter is that Rajab is very significant. This entire season from Rajab through Shaadan, Building up to Ramadan, and then immediately after Ramadan, the season of Hajj starts with the culmination of the peak of the entire year, that of Hajj. And during this particular period in time, Allah wa ta'ala, in Allah's infinite mercy and His wisdom, Almighty Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala places the very significant journey for, that is known as Al-Isra. And Mi'araj. And uh, can we imagine the spiritual, the spirituality, the Ruhaniyya of our beloved Nabi Muhammad alayhi wa sallam, on this particular night? Can we imagine that our beloved Nabi undertake this particular journey? And in actual fact, there shall never be a journey of this kind. It was the one and only journey. <clears throat> from Makkah al-Mukarramah to Bayt al maqdis From Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. And this particular journey, the level of how the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam had been introduced to the, to the unseen. And when Nabi alayhi salatu s-salam arrived in Bayt al maqdis and then in Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak, and Nabi salatu salaam, is afforded an opportunity by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never afforded to any other Prophet to lead all the Prophets and gain the status of Imam al And so today, when we make references to Imam al-Ambiyya, the Imam of all the Prophets, which the Prophet sallallahu is, and... We say this with a total conviction, with the Iman, and with a, the with a Yaqeen, that that is the status and position of our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So anybody makes references to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as Imam Al-Anbiya. It would make references to this significant moment in time, when our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam led all the Prophets of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Salah, in, in Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. Now can we imagine and think the significance of Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak in regard to the fact that it is here that the Prophet salallahu alayhi wa sallam, stood. Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak had always been significant Arabs, and Muslim nation, And it cannot be divided. There's not a single Masjid in the world where the Masjids are being divided between different denominations. Yes, the Masjid may be opened to allow people to find some in, in extreme circumstance of difficulties and hardships. It can become the place of uh, safety, The Masjid becomes a place of protection. But being divided or shared with any other person or any other denomination, that is not across the globe. When we have churches, synagogues, it remains places of sanctity. It remains places of worship for that particular group of people. It remains a place of sanctity for uh, uh, the synagogues for the Jewish communities, the churches for the Christian communities. When we go to uh, a community where there they, they, where they are Hindus, we will be able to identify that there are the Hindu um, places of worship and so it becomes significant to that particular community. And and, and and the history has confirmed the right of the, the 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 for the Arabs and the Muslim community that from the time that Allah Tabaraka wa Taala had established created this land, this earth, that particular point where Baitul al is, where Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak is. Eternally had been identified by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what we refer to as Ardul Ambiya, the land of the prophets. So when we think in terms of post ni'araj, when Ali alayhi salatu wasalam returns, the journey is from Baitul Maqdis, from al Aqsa al Mubarak, to the Sama'a. Where the Nabi alayhi salatu sallam meets. What Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The return journey is back to Baytul Mahdi. The return journey, now when the ulama ex- explains about the arch of Almighty Allah and the position where the Baitullah is situated, then the, the Baitullah is in line to the arch and the throne of Almighty Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala. The Nabi Alayhi Salatu Wa is speaking on an extraordinary journey. That extraordinary journey could also have been, one, from the Sama back to bayt, back to the Baytullah. The return journey of the Nabi Alayhi Salatu Wasalam is back to Baytul Maqdis, back to Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak. And, and that in its uh, is, is significant. And so, uh, the Nabi alayhi salatu salam. One, one of the important lessons that we learn from that is, is the fact that Nabi alayhi salatu salam is seen as the final messenger of Allah, as Khatam al And the significance of this particular mission, or of this particular journey, is that Nabi alayhi salatu salam, unlike any other prophet, is the prophet. Uh, of all people, of um, of, of um, people that is based in 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 the Middle East, in the Far East, in Baytul Mukdes, he is the Prophet of all people, and then this is one of the significant aspects that we must be able to understand. Now, when he returns to this Baytul Mukdes. Once again, this and reflect. You know, when we perform salah, uh, there the is a connection that we have with Allah during salah. When we when we exit from salah, there is probably a, a, a different feeling from when we enter in salah. When we exit salah, there there is a feeling of contentment. There is a feeling of of, of, spirituality, there's a feeling of connectivity with Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, now, can we imagine the Nabi alayhi salatu return from Almighty Allah, back to Baytul Nabdi, as the Hatam al in the final message of Allah, um, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Wasallam vertically, and uh, as, as, well as, uh, um, in every aspect, he, he, served them as the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the sama'a, in the, in, in the skies, on the earth, across the land. He serves as the final messenger of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He returns back to Ba'itul, not this, and where subhanallah he lands at this very point. And that's the reason why. When we study the history of Abu Dhabi alayhi salatu in the beginning verses of 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 the second Jews in Surah Baqarah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about uh, the, the Qibla and the Qibla to Ula, the first Qibla. Um, then, then the fact of the matter is that uh, Qibla to Ula is made references to where? And these are, these, these are important points in the Ummah to understand. Imam al anbiya Qibla to Ula, Qibla Ula yeah. make references to. Uh, Masjid al-Aqsa mubarak because the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, performed salah in that particular direction. <laughs> and Nabi alayhi salatu wa stood at the point in Makkah al-Mukarramah where he was keeping the Baytullah but at the same time away the Bayt al So during that particular period in time in Makkah al-Mukarramah faced the, Fayed the and um, Baytul stood at an angle where the Faytullah is also in front of the Nabi announcement. When Nabi alayhi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam now arrives after 13 years in Makkah al Mukarramat and extreme difficulties and hardships were, 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 were faced there, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam arrives in Medina Al Munawwara and that's the reason why it is called Tibratul Ula because it is here that Nabi alayhi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam now at the time of Salah, could no longer get the Baitullah also as part of His direction, because the Qibla was Baitul Maqdis. And so the Nabi alayhi salatu was salam, for approximately 16 months, stood and made Salah in the direction of Baitul Maqdis. Very significant. So the very first salah then with Nabi alayhi salatu salam because the, compul- the compulsion of the five ukash of salah took place um, at the when Nabi alayhi salatu salam went to the Sama, received the salah in the by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala come down from the Sama and perform the the, the the now the fourth salah uh, that Nabi Salat was coming long before that was already performed Salah. But now, obviously, the guidance to the Ummah would be at that particular period in time that now Salah is compulsory on you. The handful of Ashab of Rasulullah who is performing Salah now, where, in what direction would they perform Salah? So post us we would want to imagine that it, became, it is Kibbalatul Ula, not it is it's to Ula not for the Prophet sallallahu for the entire Ummah islam Wherever there would have been a Muslim, he would have stood in the direction of Baitul Maqdis to perform his her salah. And therefore, Qibla ula shall remain Qibla ula and it shall have and remain its in position as that as confirmed by Allah in the ayat of the Quran. Because the tahrir al-Qibla, the change of the Qibla, that is recorded in the glorious Quran. Allah makes, uh, makes uh, uh, clear references to the changing of the Qibla. Now that changing of the Qibla had to be from a point to another point, or from one direction to another direction. We know today we stand in the direction of the Baytullah. The Ka'matullah in Makkah Al-Mukarram, in uh, Masjid Al-Haram, in Makkah al So if that is the Baytullah that we had to change towards, from what then? It had to be from Baytul Maqdis, because that was the Qiblatul Ula. And um, one of the very significant post-Ni'araq uh, points that I would like to highlight, Ajay uh, Faseer, uh, is uh, the aspects relating to when Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam now returned to Baytu, to, 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 return to Makkat al Mukarramah. To the people without faith, it became a mockery. Because never, never before had there been a person who had undertaken a journey of this nature. And now, when the Prophet sallallahu speaks to the Quraysh, and to the disbelievers, about this very special journey. They, they they grew in their disbelief. They grew in their mockery and making fun of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa But lo and behold, they were believers at the time. Those who believed in the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as the final message of Allah. Now, it is at this particular period in time that when at the time when Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam arrived in Medina al-Makka al mukarramah the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam is now given uh, the opportunity to explain and what happens. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forced the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when the disbelievers now question the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa You say, sallallahu alayhi wa you say that you have traveled to the city of Jerusalem to baytul Maqdis at such the uh, uh, at such a short span of time, you went during the time and came back during this particular period in time. How is this possible? It is at this particular period in time that Allah wa Ta'ala, when the disbelievers mention to the Prophet sallallahu siflana baitul maqdis describe to us the Baytul maqdis. Allah in his infinite mercy, we taken the Prophet sallam, on this particular very Auspicious journey of Isra and Mi'raj to the Sam'a. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala presented to the Nabi Sallallahu in Makkah al-mukarrama the the characteristics and the features of Bayt al-Maqdis. To then it had to be to them it had to be a point of uh, of wanting to showcase that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam could not have taken this particular journey. It was practically impossible. He couldn't have gone. And so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now presents in Makkah al-Mukarrama, on the return of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, at the point of high levels of mockery, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam expounds now to the people in Makkah al-Mukarrama about Reitul Maqdis, about Masjidul al Mubarak, and perfectly, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presented to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, so the sallallahu alayhi wa sallam presents it to the kuffar. Astonished they are. Now, I I would want to say that, <clears throat> I would want to say that, and here's another point of reference for us, that uh, when it came to Sayyidina Abu Bakr ta'ala Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala is the one who, the first person who embraced Islam amongst the adults. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala was the first young, young, uh, uh, was the young, first young person. Sayyidina Khadija al-Kubra radiallahu ta'ala was the first female who embraced Islam when Abiyah radiallahu ta'ala came with the message of Islam and the message of the fine. Uh, the, the, the message of shahada and oneness from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that he is the final message of Allah Abu Bakr Allah had faced numerous challenges Sayyidina Abu Bakr r.a truly lived up to the fact that he is the closest friend of our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with a status that uh, no one else holds after the Ammiyah alayhi Salaam. At this stage, when this mockery takes place, they now engage Abu Bakr, saying to you, Abu Bakr, what do you say about your friend? He says that he has traveled from here to Jerusalem, and from there to the skies, and meet Allah. Is this ever possible? How can this be possible? What do you say about that? And this is where, Siddiq the truthful comes from at this particular occasion. And this, this is really the challenge for us. You know, we live in an era uh, for that, that where our faiths have been challenged. We, we, we live in an era of artificiality, of superficiality. We live in an era where there's so much of makeup. There's so much of distortion of the history and fact. The Zionists are wanting to blindfold um, the world about this particular place. They have done excavations underneath multiple al-Aqsa They want to prove, um, they, 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 they want to present their evidence to showcase that, that, this, is, uh, that this is where the, the Temple Mount, the Temple of Solomon, must be established on the ruins of Beit Omaqdis. They want to claim so much of this particular land to be theirs. There's so
0: much of distortion, lies, false, falsehood. Mola, on this note, uh, on that note, we have to go for a short break, and when we come back, we will continue. You tune to Talking Point 91.3 FM Stereo, and uh, of course, this is a focus on Palestine. Uh, Mola speaking just uh, before this on the issue of... Welcome back to Talking Point on uh, the Voice of the Cape. And uh, this segment is, of course, history of <laughs> Palestine. And tonight we have joining us Mona Abdul Khalik Ali. Mona, uh, please continue, inshallah. Yes, Razakumullah.
1: I was uh, saying, you know, that um, the post Miraj, uh, Rabbi A.S. returned back to uh, Makkah al Mukarramah. And uh, when he, you can reflect on how the Ashab of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam responded to this particular news that they received and how the, disbelievers, uh, how the disbelievers reacted and responded. And among those leading personalities who responded in this particular regard was none other than Sayyidina Abu Bakr رضي الله When they now present to, the, to Abu Bakr الله that here your friend is saying that he travels this particular distance in such a short span of time, is this possible? He said, well, what is so astonishing about this? The Prophet alayhi has been receiving messages from the from the Sama, from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we have believed in that. So if he says that he has traveled this particular journey, then we without a shadow of doubt, we believe in his message that he has traveled that particular route. And it is here that he received this wonderful position and status as Siddiq, Abu Bakr siddiq radiallahu truthful. He believed in the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa rahim. And I was saying that this is what is required in the ummah today. I mean for 67 odd years, the Zionists has placed the blessed land of Al-Quds, Masjid al-Aqsa, the Palestinian land, under occupation. They have massacred the Palestinian people. They've bulldozed their villages. They've expelled them from their land. They keep on, they are still doing that. They, they are, they are bulldozing villages, Palestinian homes. They are bringing in foreigners, making them to be, to, to settle down there. These settlers, they become extremists. They are extremists. They are the one that needs to show their loyalty to the Zionist Israeli apartheid state to this extent by doing all the uh, all the calling and and responding by the call of of of, of the leaders that Masjid al-Aqsa must be invaded. I, I, I and, and that's the reason why. Uh, we, after 67 years, the Palestinian people—what uh, is so very, very significant—they—they they are withstanding. They withstood all of these enormous challenges for all of this particular period in time. Remain committed, determined that aspect of self-determination the resistance the other day i saw in the newspaper and i told my family at home we need to cut out this particular paper uh, a picture it was a picture on the front page of the stan newspaper mm-hmm. with a small palestinian boy standing now how the picture had been captured by the media and 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 rather the the heading that speaks about that. Now, we we, we uh, these children, there's a naturalness within them. And by now, the Zionist occupiers would have imagined that the Palestinians would have given up on their land, would have given up on uh, on, on Masjid al-Aqsa Mubarak. It's never going to happen. But that's the reason why it is so important for us to speak about this because masjid ul-aqsal mubarak is is no ordinary place it is part of our aqeedah it is juz'u min aqeedatina why because allah makes references to it in the glorious quran uh, our brother ismail Patial from the united kingdom he has compiled 40 ahadith, the virtues of uh masjid al aqsal mubarak 40 ahadith, and the, the number of times that allah makes references in the glorious quran to Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak, to al Maqdis. And, and so the significance, the sanctity of it, it is significant also to the Christian community. But even the Christian community in the places of worship and significance of the Christian community, that had suffered under, under uh, Zionist occupation. And so they want to create almost this particular distortion That one thing to make it a Muslim issue, making it only a place where the Muslims are complaining, making it one thing to make them make make the world understand that uh, well, it is such a huge area, um, and this huge area, if it is divided, then uh, uh, so what is wrong? Well, in the first instance, you can you cannot lay claim to it. Because it never belonged to you. It had always been in the ownership and being a place of significance and worship. The mere fact that the Prophet travelled there on this very special journey, it signifies and entrenches further the position of Masjid al al Mubarak in terms of its connection was from the time of Adam, alayhi salatu wa salam, through the time of Sulaiman and Dawood alayhi salatu salam, to Ibrahim, alayhi salatu salam, Nabi Lut, alayhi salatu salam, the birth of Jesus, the birth of Nabi Isa, salam, Nabi Zakaria prior to that. And so, that that, that that dimension of history is being preserved. And therefore, you know, this, I'd like to just draw your attention to this particular point from... Uh, Jerusalem and the Holy Side, the suffering of Jerusalem and the Holy Side and the Israeli occupation. If you just listen quickly to this, regarding the attacks on, uh, on Al-Aqsa Mosque during the period of 1967 to the year nine, uh, 1990, that gives us approximately 23 years. Forty attacks were carried out against it. Neither the peace settlements nor the Oslo Accords were instrumental in stopping these attacks. So during the period of 1993 to 1998, 72 attacks were recorded. Now, that was in a period of five years, indicating a rise in the intensity of the feed campaign against one of Islam's holiest sites. And then during the period of the 21st of the 8th, 2006, the 21st of the 8th, 2008, that is two years, the attack of, uh, against Mazidul Aqsa al Mubarak totaled 21 times. While from the period of the 21st of the 8th, 2008 to the year 2009, one year period, 43 attacks took place. This points to the veracity of the Israeli assault and to its escalation in the, in the last couple of years. Now, I, I read an article. Uh, last year alone, there were approximately 13,000 invasions and violations against Masjid al Mubarak. Now, can this Ummah sleep comfortably or uh, uh, turn, uh, be in a state of confusion or in a state of negligence with, as far as Masjid al Mubarak is concerned? It is rather as in the time of, of Sayyidina Abu Bakr, when he when he accepted with total conviction and understanding the statement and religion of Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak and the journey of our beloved Ali alayhi salatu wasalam, reinforcing it. Our reinforcement is the extent of Zionist violation against Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak is not going to diminish in any way the sanctity, the holiness of Masjid al-Aqsa mubarak in our. And we shall stand in defense of Masjid al-Aqsa mubarak And an Arabic saying that goes, Lasta wahid al-Aqsa, Al-Aqsa, you are not alone. Al-Aqsa, oh, you're from the southern tip of Africa. We have the leaders of Sheikh Ibrahim and Sheikh Mona Hassan Hendricks, May Allah grant him Umrah Maqboula, inshallah, mm-hmm. and, 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 and others uh, across the country. We are going to be joining the international leaders, Muslim, Christian, and Jewish community that say that peace can only return when there is justice. And justice is that place the history in its perspective and Give the land of the Palestinian back to their ownership. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq and idaya to, 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 to have this deep-rooted understanding of uh, the significance of Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. So on one hand, the Zionist campaign intensifies the expectation and the duties of all of us Masjid to intensify our responsibility towards Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. And so, I'd like to conclude on this beautiful hadith, uh, one, two hadith Nabi alayhi salatu was salam, in Umama al baili radiya Allah tala al-Qa'la fa'ala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La tazalu ta'ifatum min umati al-dini dhairin al-yaduwihim, dhairin, la yadurruhu man khalafahum illa ma afsabahum. In the akhir al-hadith, Nabi alayhi salatu was salam said, there will always be a group of Viking- OC- BM- Stark- people that will be on truth and haq, on the deen. Now, this is a message to all the Zionists. We are going to be there. They are going to be there. They shall stand. And that's the reason why we say Muslim, the Palestinian cause, the, the, it's, it's not a Palestinian issue. It is uh, uh, for all Muslims across the world. There's a natural attachment that Allah is in my heart in our hearts towards Muzulullah Mubarak. The, the Prophet said, they will be victorious over their enemies. Whosoever goes against them, oppose them, will not harm them in in the least, except what afflicts them of adversity. And the Prophet said, they will remain like that until Allah, Allah's decree comes to pass and then nabi ali sallallahu alaihi wasallam was asked by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the ashab of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam قالوا يا رسول الله اينهم and a group of people the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam answered and said في بيت المقدس في بيت المقدس واكناف بيت المقدس that we found in baitul maqdis and the surroundings of baitul maqdis And therefore, you know, what, what do we do? We must continuously speak. We must bring to us in our lives. We should not be fooled by the world uh, that we live in today, the world of great deception. It's a world wherein the facts must be placed on the table, and we must stand on truth and justice and never compromise on that particular truth and justice. Uh, Mohammed, I just want to make this particular announcement. Yes, if you allow me. Yes, I, don't know how much I do have uh, to do this particular announcement. I think we but, just, um, I think we just have about know, a
0: minute we, or so when Excuse me? We just have about a minute or so left, each other.
1: Okay, then I would like to announce very, very quickly On the 31st of May, we all know the Egyptian court ruling Against one of the greatest ulama's and scholars in our era That, the leader of the International Union of Muslim Scholars Sheikh Yusuf al-Qardawi Sheikh Yusuf al-Qardawi had been, in extension, been sentenced to death by the Egyptian court Likewise the first democratically elected president of Egypt, President Mohamed Morsi. So on the 31st of May, the, the Muslim Judicial Council is joining a broad coalition and inviting one and all to this uh, uh, a, a, a rally and a program that is uh, scheduled to take place, inshallah, at 6.30 or 7 o'clock in Mowbray, uh, Mowbray's Hall. We call upon our people to show our, uh, to show our support to... Uh, President Mohamed Morsi and Sheikh Yusuf Al qaradawi and all the uh, all the brothers who had not been given a fair trial and, and, and a, a a cause to justice and so we call upon everybody to attend that particular presentation or the program uh, at uh, the Mowbray Hall inshallah, Ojis. It is Sunday coming uh, on the 31st uh, after Salatul Maghrib, 6:30 for 7 o'clock inshallah, and we are expect our listeners
0: to come out males and females in their rows inshallah ladiis jazakallah shukran so much uh, mona abdul khanik ali uh, for sharing this uh, beautiful nasiha on the uh, precinct of uh, masjid al aqsa and of course uh, the history of palestine once again this evening mm-hmm. mona all the best uh, for the rest of the evening shukran so much wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah wa wa
1: rahmatullah yeah, wa